This podcast is brought to you by Danelia White's organization, a boutique entertainment hub coming out of Jamaica that specializes in talent management, logistics and production management, and event planning, providing exceptional entertainment services and world-class standards in productions and events. The topic for this episode is life found in silence. And the verse that comes to mind or the scripture that comes to mind is be still and know that I am God. And of course, I know that's not the full scripture, but that's the part I'm going to focus on today. At the beginning of the pandemic, I realized how hectic my life was. Busy all the time, very packed schedules, no day off. I just never seemed to stop. And so when coronavirus came around, I was devastated. The world standing still was weird to me. It was so weird that at first it felt like a mini vacation. And then after the mini vacation, I felt restless. Like borderline, I lose my mind. Like, what do you mean the world is not okay? Three days I have slept. I am now ready for the world to be back on. And it just never seemed to stop. I remember the bookings that were canceled. I remember the bookings that somehow, instead of being canceled, okay, fine, they were postponed. But then you had no actual date as to when they would be held. So technically, might as well call it a cancellation. And it rode my nerves to the point where I kind of think I fell into depression at one point. I felt very low, the lowest I've felt in a long time. And I realized my issue wasn't that Corona came around. The issue was that I didn't know how to be still. At first, when my therapist said it, she was like, it could be that you don't know how to be still. And of course, I'm mimicking her voice, but that's really not how she sounds. And I took great offense to it because not knowing how to be still in my head, I registered it as her calling me busybody. And usually, especially in Jamaican's culture, that's what you say to a child when a child is mischievous or rude or misbehaving. You say them busybody and them can't keep still and all of those things. So I took it as a great offense. I couldn't see the way she saw it, but I decided to think on it because she wasn't going to let it go. And I spent weeks thinking on it, actually. I mean, I had nothing else but time. So that's all I thought about for a couple of weeks. And in those weeks, I took inside to an extreme. Instead of, okay, going outside when I had work or when whatever I could do outside was still happening, I decided to become a hermit. And I mean a hermit in a full case. Like I I didn't leave my room. I, as I tell you, I almost fell into depression, but I wasn't in depression at that point. When I was thinking on it, it was just being inside more than I needed to be. And That was because I was afraid, but it was also because I needed room to reflect. I was actually surprised when I started to write things out that I couldn't even remember when last I took a vacation. In my head, I took a vacation like two years ago. 
And then my brother checked me and he's like, no, sis, we took a vacation almost four years ago. And that resonated with me because I was just like, what do you mean four years ago? I literally forgot. I forgot when last I had a vacation. I forgot when last I went to the beach. That didn't include work because going to the beach sometimes for me is work. I forgot the last time I did anything that wasn't work. I I literally couldn't remember. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you when last I did anything fun. And I realized that my therapist this entire time was trying to tell me that in all of my busyness, there was no room for rest. There was no room for stillness. There was no room for me to reflect. So she wasn't being mean. She was actually seeing something that I just couldn't see clearly. I spent every day for four years working without fun, without break, without a timeout. I literally worked. And in working, I had less time to be still, less time to reflect, less time to myself, less time for unwinding, less time with family, less time with friends. It affected every aspect of my life. I just had less time. All of me was consumed 24-7 with work. And that may not sound so terrible, but to be truly still means the absence of movement. But in the absence of movement, you're able to evaluate, reflect, relax, rejuvenate, which really and truly means there's a balance to life. The night can't happen if the day doesn't. And you can't appreciate the day without the appreciation of night. It's almost like the two will never exist without the other. And so in order to live a fully balanced life, you can't just be tunnel vision to work. We're not built that way. We're not created that way. But I find it a little funny that even God in all of his sovereignty, he rested. He did his work and then he rested. He also said there is a time and place for everything under the sun. So who the hell maybe to just think that I can go through life without rest? Why is it that I'm going constantly on and on without a moment to actually rest? And I don't mean rest meaning I stay at home and just sleep all day because a lot of the time we think that rest equates to sleeping. But if your brain is still going, then you're truly not resting. And I can sleep and still be thinking in my sleep. So it, I haven't rested then. But I find that I spent a lot of time working, but not just working. My brain is constantly going. And that's an issue. That's a, that's a huge issue looking back at it. I have now committed to holding myself accountable, committed to resting when I need it. Before the pandemic, if you call me and say, Danny, I want to do something on a Sunday, I'd jump at it. But really and truly, I'm unapologetically 
saying no to Sundays. And when I do work on Sundays, it's because there are no other options. And I get very cranky when I have to. Because for me, it's it's less about resting, but it's more about knowing that I give 100% all the time. And so to give 100% 24-7 is a fallacy. It is something that I think I am doing, but really and truly I am not doing. And if I'm being honest with myself, my 100% is not your 100% because I already have sickle cell disease. So my energy level is already less than yours. I'm operating on way less energy, way less brain power, way less stamina. I am affected physically. I am limited physically. So in an effort to play catch up, I would have worked over time. Everybody else goes to work nine to five and I'm compensating by staying at work until seven. It doesn't really benefit me because it means therefore that the next day I experience burnout a lot quicker than everybody else. So no, nowadays, if I can't do it, I can't do it. And I'm telling you straight up that I can't do it because I have to reserve that part of myself I have to know when it is time to work and when it is time to rest I have to know when it is time to be active and when there's a time to be still and I'm committed to resting when I need it I'm committed to taking one day a week because I deserve one day a week and even if I didn't deserve it I'm taking it whether you like it or not I hibernate when I need to I have to be. I have to be committed. And in being committed, I have to also put in place persons who help hold me accountable. Because there's a place and there's a time to be still. There's a place and there's a time to act like a child, to laugh, to refresh. Just like there's a place and time to work. In our ambition, let us vow to never neglect ourselves. Because overworking yourself is a form of neglect. And it actually took me being offended by something that my therapist said for me to realize that I was neglecting Danny in all of this. So everybody's getting my full attention, but I literally have to part Danny to give everybody else my attention. And that's what I mean when I say neglecting yourself. We have to vow to never overwork ourselves. To never go without rest. To never give so much that we can't enjoy the fruits of our labor. Imagine you work all this time. You work every day, all day. You make all this money. And even if you're not making as much as the next person, how have you enjoyed the money that you're making? And I remember sharing it with my mom and I'm like, we can't just work, 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 work for pay bills, 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 bills. And I mean, the bills are higher than our income now because at this point in time, paying our raise, but everything else are raised. But at the end of the day, we have to commit to saying, if it's even for buying myself a beer, at the end of my work, I should be able to say, Danny, here's a bubble gum from me to me. I should be able to say, let me treat myself to a glass of wine. We work hard. We work hard, people. Like, when I look at how 
much we do or how much I do, why is it that I'm not resting is beyond me. All work and no play makes Jack or Jill a dull child and it took me a, a minute to get it. But now that I've gotten it, I realize that stillness is not about it's less about somebody else, but it's more about giving yourself time and energy to giving yourself time to rejuvenate, to replenish the energy that you have given to everything else. Just take a breath. So yeah, let us never forget that in the stillness of it all, we find ourselves on a level that the noise often crowds in all of our busyness in all of our errands in all of our busy schedules we miss things but may we never ever forget to pause so that we can enjoy the little things call life short so yeah i think life is indeed found in stillness the enjoying of it, the, the ability to enjoy life, the ability to breathe is worth f- far more than working and killing off yourself. And you see that two-letter word, no? It's actually very important. Writing a book is certainly not easy. But you know what's hard of? Having to do the announcement of your own book. My second book, Stillness, Life Found in Silence, is set for pre-order in January 2023. Stay locked to this episode because it gives you a small taste of what to expect in this book. This book is also published by DWORG Books and Publications, and all the persons who worked on this book is a Jamaican. Isn't that great? Pre-order opens on January 20, 2023. Mark your calendars.